0: Hello hello and whenever you hear the rooster it's time for news of the world. Your compact diary of things that happened and might happen in the future and it's all about one thing that uh, is scaring everybody on this planet right now. Halloween. <laughs> yeah that's really the the Halloween election. Boo. Boo. Uh, I'm scared now. Hello Mark. Hello. Hello, Tim. Yes. You're back Howard. in Amsterdam.
1: I am. I traveled on an aeroplane for the second time during the pandemic for me.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: uh it went through two airports again.
0: Oh god, how was it?
1: Uh the airports are fantastic these days, because there's just not many people there. Yeah. Aeroplanes are another story. Uh they're tiny. Uh or at least for the current space we all need, they're really tiny. Mm-hmm. And um they're worrying in terms of Masks and touching, and it's <laughs> that's my sound. My spooky Halloween airplane travel <laughs> during Corona. It's the same, <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: scary. I can't get any more scary than this. So, yeah, so you're back in the hot spot in there. Ah, yeah, I came
1: home to a partial lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um which uh, looks a lot like a non-lockdown when you go outside. But yes, I'm trying only to go out for food and not for any sort of other activities. Uh, Exercise probably should be on my list, but I just got home, so we'll worry about that later.
0: Yeah, if I look at the numbers, Netherlands is not doing very well. Uh, No. It's uh, close to to France's numbers going slightly down, but uh, yeah, it's... uh, still a lot worse than than germany and germany is not doing good
1: yeah and uh belgium has announced a a a beyond a lockdown a lockdown but like a strict lockdown this weekend i guess it's a holiday weekend i don't know how this works with holidays and children and
0: it's about time because the the belgian numbers are a disaster again i mean Hmm. they they have i mean everybody is is somehow pointing to the US and to UK and, and other countries but it's always been Belgium that was hit the hardest.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Most deaths and uh yeah, I'm, I, I I don't really understand no. what the reason for this is uh but yeah, obviously they can't really keep this virus uh, under control. Um I don't know yeah. nobody yeah. Uh, does in in Europe right now and there are Other uh, countries also are doing pretty bad, like Czech Republic, and yeah. So,
1: yeah. And I've been looking around here in Amsterdam as to how people are carrying themselves during this uh, lock, partial lockdown, uh, this, this hotspot time, and I I see small differences. I mean, there are more masks when you go in places. There are more signs about only one or two people allowed inside. But at the same time many people without masks many pe- and it doesn't even seem like a political statement it's just kind of a oh i didn't think of it it's still that's still a thing
0: yeah germany just started uh, a 2 or 4 week lockdown now wow yeah excluding schools excluding most of business related stuff but everything uh any kind of leisure activity is basically shut down bars clubs everything uh is going to close next monday and uh i guess or i th- at least i think it should go on for four weeks if it should have a uh, significant impact
1: yeah yeah i always wonder how long right how long before you start to see results um as i left portugal there was an announcement i guess because it's a holiday some kind of holiday weekend that you weren't allowed to leave your municipality without a a uh, um, um, pressing need, either an essential job or a family member, and uh, but that was only going to last three days. It's um
0: that won't help anything. Uh, I mean, if you wonder how long this should take, at least you have to wait at least two weeks to see any kind of change. Okay, and yeah. that's just turning around the trend, and then you need another two weeks. If you're doing fine yeah to 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 get the dynamics down to you know with an R value be no, below one, and yeah you could uh, we should probably even extend this, so basically, I think we're mostly done with this year <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah uh, I, I think 2020 is mostly uh, over, and there's only a single thing that everybody uh, wants from this year (laughs) and that's happening next week and that's what we're talking about now
1: the election oh it's you know when it gets this close it's very odd because we this whole campaign starts like two years before the actual election in the united states and indeed we are days away uh, from the presidential election in the United States, the Senate uh, that is included uh, election. And um, yeah, this is the, the, this is the big final we've all been waiting for. And in some cases, we really want to get this over with, I think. Um, tired. I'm tired of polls, Tim. I don't I, I I can look at them today for the show.
0: Yeah, everybody is tired of everything. I mean, to be complete, uh, the house uh, see some house seats also get reelected, but it's not that anybody is expecting any major change there. Right, right. At least right. that
1: yeah. So uh, yeah, Tuesday is the day if memory serves. That's when I oh, used to vote when I was a resident of the United States long, long ago. Uh, but indeed, we're in the year of the early voting and I've early voted as I reported to you on the previous show. I can confirm that my I sent the proof of my vote via mail, whatever good that does um i did check in with a few friends of mine in france that are american uh sorted other countries and uh it's it's all very different depending on what state you're voting in whether or not you can do it via email whether or not you need to send something by postal mail so anybody who's been watching the headlines uh, in any major media will have seen some kind of headline the last week or two record numbers early voting i mean It makes sense that there's record numbers of early voting for two reasons, let's say. I'll start with the coronavirus. Um, Many people are not going to the polls. Um, There's even, I think there was a lack of... Poll workers, uh, since they're usually the older people of society. Mm. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, many states even expanded the possibility to vote by mail. So, th- yeah. And then the other thing, of course, for the why are there record numbers? Well, there's something about this Donald Trump that gets people motivated. And so maybe this could also be a reason that either <laughs> people are very motivated to vote for the man or people are very vot- motivated to vote. Uh, the man out <laughs> and so that could also be a reason for record numbers which everyone keeps reporting and saying look at that which is something <sighs>
0: yeah l- looking li- looking at these uh elections from the point of view of a german mm. it's so odd that Uh-oh. this is happening on a on a tuesday mm. <laughs> and that it's not a public holiday or anything like this, you know, people usually have to work, right?
1: Yeah, it's correct. You go to the polls maybe after work. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's right. It's not a national holiday. Uh it's not the only country like that, but it's one of the few. Um yes, I don't know what it is about voting that the United States has not wanted. Well, there it is maybe. <laughs> they don't want too many people to vote. <laughs> um and that's been the argument somehow like, you know, if you've been watching social media, dear listeners, I'm sure you've seen people say many things, but one of them is get out and vote, no matter who you vote for, vote, vote. Um, And then part of that is this idea that the more people that vote, the more, well, first of all, the more you're heard, the government is a representation of other people. But I think there's also this idea that more voters is better for Biden and better for Democrats. Um, less people being able to vote seems to work out better for Republicans. I don't have any data to support this in front of me. Many, many experts and wise people have said this in one way or another over the years. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the fact that there's record voting might, everything is might right now, might indicate an advantage for, uh, Democrat candidates on all levels. Might
0: yeah, and and the numbers are really breaking all the records. I mean, I've just seen a few in uh, Florida when it comes to young people voting. Something yes, like yeah. eight thousand voting early, like in twenty sixteen, and now it's like in the six digits. Yep. Area. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty imp- impressive. But we've l- all learned that that we have we have to be very careful uh uh in in developing hope
1: <laughs> huh. well yeah i mean because of four or, years or, ago well,
0: hope might be okay <laughs> expectations okay. is forbidden
1: okay yeah
0: yeah or do you have any
1: <laughs> um no I I mean ready for anything that's that's my I think that's my attitude mm. you know anything is possible in which is impressive in a world where so many things seem like it's a done deal you can't win uh it's already been decided but indeed when it comes to this and maybe some previous elections More is possible than I probably realized many, many years ago. It's, you just don't know. You just, also because, I mean, if you look at polls, right, and we've asked this on this program, and it's the question, how do you poll, right? What are you using to poll uh, people? And, you know, there have been lots of jokes, uh, but the the fact, for example, that you use landlines, right? If you poll exclusively, if you did, using landlines, then you're getting a very skewed population but or maybe you use some other methods but there's always these you know how is the poll conducted what's the margin of error and um sadly we don't always see that that's in small print you have to really read into it but what you do see is the headline of the poll and we continue to see that i mean i've really had it with headlines from respected newspapers because they all these days say biden ahead biden ahead Biden has, you know, 10.5 point and what four years ago taught me, and I think many of us is these things could be completely wrong and were, especially when a a man named Trump is involved. You know, I think he really just defies logic so often, Mm -hmm. you know, name your criteria, you know, uh, failed businesses. You shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't be able to continue and say you're a success. No, he does. You know, there's all these reasons why this man should not have succeeded and yet has. You know, it's, it's, um, it's odd. So even though we see all these polls that might make you feel good, some of us, saying, okay, Biden is in the lead. It should be good to be in the lead. <laughs> um, I think that there is a natural and logical fear based on experience, among other things, that says this is not a done deal. Have you
0: called your friends? Have you get? Did you get in contact with with uh, other experts? Is there anything organized outside of the United States? Uh, and can people voting from abroad make an impact here?
1: Uh, so, for example, here in the Netherlands, uh, many people might know I play ultimate frisbee, so I'm part of this community of several hundred people and many are Americans, right? Um, and then there's the Americans I've met out in the world over time. And we all talk, right? We have a, we even this year have a group uh, on on uh, chat so that we can coordinate, does anyone have any questions? Did you manage to vote? Uh, how does your county in the US handle it? So, you know, we organize in terms of helping each other out, but what are you trying to figure out about the Americans abroad? Oh, if we can make a difference?
0: No, I mean, I've listened to many Americans on podcasts, you know, <laughs> talking to everybody. It's like, vote, vote, vote. Uh, and also, when, once you've voted, call all your friends oh. to vote. You know?
1: Oh, yeah, okay, okay.
0: So not only addressing a, a single person, but actually making sure that, that all your peers uh, are actually doing the same thing. and Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So I, I wonder if there's... Uh, Something going on.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not really a big, um, I don't know, if I, I don't want to say I'm a fan, but I don't do that. I don't do that. I do not bother people about voting. Honestly, I think it's your business. I think not voting, uh, this is not going to be very popular, I think not voting is a legitimate action. The problem is nobody may, may know that you're doing it uh, as part of some kind of frustration, as part of some statement, or you just didn't. But I think that not voting uh, – I wish we lived in a – or sorry, if we were citizens of a country where you could vote blank to say something so that it's registered. Many mm-hmm. countries have that. Yes, um, We don't have that in the U.S. You, you, you either vote or you don't vote. Um, but you're right. It's a long tradition um, to say you got to vote. You got to vote. Like me having just said, I don't think you have to vote will anger a lot of people, Americans and non-Americans. Uh, and I get it. I'm just telling you, I, I I think it's also your right not to vote. I think it's I sometimes get annoyed with the um, what is it? It's become kind of this is how you're a good person. You vote. And if you don't vote, you're a bad person. And I I don't I don't want to share. I don't share that opinion, uh, honestly, but I am a very weird person, so most people say, no, you gotta vote, and that's why I get these app groups, that's why indeed, people call each other, Um, if word gets out that someone didn't vote, (laughs) you might get hate mail. I mean,
0: are these people aware that it's not about the US alone this time?
1: No. I mean, you know, like Americans uh, will appreciate even in the country, will appreciate the fact that the whole world is Embarrassed, confused.
0: Oh, we'll be um, beyond embarrassed.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so they know <laughs> that. We, we're they know. we're,
0: we're, we're we already past angry and, and it can only get uh, south from there. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. And, and in that sense, I could understand someone being angry with even just me specifically saying uh, it's your right not to vote, and people be like, but I, I am German and I don't even get a choice not to vote. And like, I get it. I get it. It's a really odd situation, this American nation. Um, I don't think the average American thinks about their 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 friends in other countries saying, you know, I gotta also do this because they need us. It's a great point because it does affect so many people. I mean, Biden in his as as any decent Democrat would, um, I and I just watched the interview on 60 Minutes with Biden, and he says, you know, our allies are confused. Our 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 friends in other countries are walking away from us like I don't know we can't rely on these people. That's interesting. Um, you know, but but in the end these elections continue to come back to this whole idea of America, American exceptionalism. I mean, look how many candidates, regardless what level, will say this is the greatest country in the world. We are the hardest working, we are the most clever. Mm-hmm. I on the one hand you could say these are just clichés, it's no big deal, but I think a country that Needs these cliches is insecure and and I find that annoying. I appreciate a country that will well, say yeah, we're not with the best Yeah, you're, we're you're okay. definitely
0: the hardest working. I mean you need three jobs <laughs> just to survive uh. <laughs> yes, <laughs> no doubt about that But okay. I, I think this time there's so much at stake because I mean <laughs> maybe maybe that's just my, my personal viewpoint but it's also a feeling I have for I'd say Germany at least if not Europe in total it's that if the Americans are unable to get rid of this disaster if they are unable to stabilize their country Europe is just going to walk away I mean this time for real because yeah. they can no longer trust this this, this is like nothing uh, to put your money on anymore. And uh, I, I think we've already passed the, the, the point of where you could yes. say like, ah, you know, just wait a few more years and then, mm-hmm. you know, oh. it's, it's, it's going to be better. Uh, disaster has already struck and we sure. just can't take it anymore. And this is going to roll back a lot of, Good things that have happened uh, in the uh, last decades, and 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 that's basically the the end of the West this time.
1: Absolutely, and, and and America is is not. Doesn't matter who's elected. America is not a country you can rely on. World, <laughs> you know, as a leader, as uh, innovative, you know, thinker. You can't re- like it'll happen sometimes. There are certainly pockets of of uh, examples. There are, uh, you know, all kinds of good things, but. It's not um it's not even if even if Biden wins and the, we'll get into the senate in a moment in 4 years you don't know what's coming next and you don't even know if it's going to come from the Republican party or is it going to come from another party uh you know is it going to come from the democrats you, you really don't no i don't think you can rely on the country it's a world power in decline um with a an educational system that is anemic you know some some parts are nice some parts don't work at all i don't know what this education is that people are getting um so i don't think you can rely on the us no matter what happens next week um and i think it's important in a way trump has pushed this forward but it's it's been a long time coming from i mean the gulf war in 2003 isn't it clear you cannot rely on the united states it is not an enlightened country anymore Um, Not not in that kind of like, you know, shining example. It's it's a country with flaws like many others, basically, and that suffers under the same problems we all do now. uh, Germany, Netherlands, with this sort of the the pride and ignorance, because I see it here in the Netherlands. There's a certain pride in, you know, we don't care about the science. We don't we don't care about helping everyone we help ourselves we i mean this exists in germany too yes um and so america is in the same rut except that it's bigger and it's always been louder and it it had a different position i guess and the point. smell
0: is stronger <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah you can't escape it you really can't escape it i know and then therefore my heart goes out to all of us that aren't in the united states but we live in their shadow um my God, you know, I, I've been getting letters about my bank accounts in 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 Europe. I uh, because the Americans have discovered I'm here, <laughs> and for years I didn't I, I didn't mention it much that I was living here. Mm. Anyway, I'm going to uh, be
0: so angry escape? if Trump gets reelected. It's, uh, yeah.
1: Um, I, I think I think everyone has to be prepared, and I think you really are deep down. You're you're prepared because I have friends um, who have made all kinds of serious statements about if Trump is reelected. And it ranges from I'll leave the country, which I would say you should have thought about that four years ago anyway, but okay, four years later, okay, second term. But I even have friends who talk about harming themselves if Trump wins, rather than live through four more years. And it it worries me. Now, you didn't say that, um, which is Good, but I think that people need to be prepared and need to not rest their hopes for the world and the future on what happens at this election. Really, like you, you, we cannot look to these people; they are not, you know, whether it's Trump or Biden. We got to be able to yeah, survive. Yeah, I mean, it's not, not.
0: Yeah, it's not that I'm looking for a savior here. You know, I, I know that Biden <laughs> isn't, isn't that, and 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 just exchanging one person or an administration alone would help uh things but it's also uh a biden win or a, a trump loss will also give significant signals also to countries like uk mm. hungary poland you know that the yeah. the populism just gets you so just not very far and and there's a point uh there's an end to it some uh, sooner or later and that's probably what i'm
1: i know waiting it's it's heartbreaking it's it's yeah it's the idea that that this is so much more powerful that this and it and that they win and that it carries on i know i I was watching this sixty minutes interview where Trump is sitting there, and I don't know why, but they do these close ups where you really look at this man's face and you hear every word he says, and honestly like i I can't stand that this man keeps he thinks that he is great and he in his worldview is, is odd. At one point they ask him in the interview, Leslie Stahl asks, do you think, what is it about people that vote for you or that that love you? Um, w- what's the profile? And he says, among other things, it's people who love this country, which implies that if you don't vote for Trump, you hate this country, it's silly. Like, why can't we be like, but yet this man could win, it has won and could win again. Um, it No, it definitely drives me crazy. I'm not saying it. I don't really dislike What's happened, but I think what's really hard, and I'm always trying to just embrace the truth, is that no matter what happens, Trump supporters, and never mind Trump, supporters of ideas that Trump has stood on top of, they will continue to exist. They'll be back. Um, I don't know if it's in four or eight years, but they will be back in different forms, and that hurts. That's sad, and there's nothing. Right now, you know, in the immediate moment, that's going to really change that. But you're right, an election winning certainly. Uh, ma- matters and sends a signal, and yeah, I hear mm-hmm. you. In terms of like, if he didn't win, you'd feel better.
0: Can you give me some some context on on this sixty minute interview format? I mean, that's <laughs> a, a a rather popular uh, a thing, and it seems to be that these kinds of interviews uh, have some kind of significance uh, to at least some part of the country. Uh, who who is yeah. it for? Who watches this? <laughs> Does it decide anything?
1: Yeah. What is it? So sixty minutes is is on CBS, which is a commercial network like many commercial networks you know it's long been in decline um in terms of popularity what keeps it afloat uh sports actually and 60 minutes um has always <laughs> uh, benefited from a few things one there were actually journalists working at 60 minutes they actually take time they take an hour 60 minutes and um they you know it's in sort of it's not hard talk for for the fans of you know british journalism but it's it's you're supposed to be able to ask harder questions and spend more time. It comes on after American football finishes on Sunday, at least the the regular time games, there's still a night game Mm -hmm. on other channels. This was always significant because if you watch football as millions do uh, towards the end or midway through, they keep saying 60 minutes coming up next. I'm not saying that 60 Minutes is powered by football watchers, but that's one source. Um, It has the financial support of that network, which is significant. It's not an overtly liberal project. But these days, as you know, journalism that involves investigation is labeled a liberal project. So there we go. 60 Minutes, I guess, is now liberal. Trump certainly has, has thrown it in. Um, And so there's a tradition that the week before the election, the presidential candidates and the vice presidential presidential candidates, they all get interviewed. They get interviewed by different members of this staff. You'll know one of them. uh, Anderson Cooper is on the staff. He didn't interview any of these candidates this time.
0: But he's usually on CNN.
1: That's right. He so it's kind of like um, getting an award that, uh, of a job. Like he, he's on CNN, he's respected, he's done well, and then he's able to also on weekends <laughs> work at 60 Minutes. For me, it's a sign of a journalist that has sort of, at least for television, been given a, a, like a high five, no, uh, an award. Like, hey, there mm-hmm. you go. You know, for all your hard work, you're now a member of 60 Minutes, uh, you know, the A-team of t- television journalism. Yeah. So, I mean, he's
0: good. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. And and unlike maybe some of the journalists, he I think he's been pretty overt of not not being a big fan of the current administration. No. I don't think he hides that. Anyway, um so what also matters on sixty minutes is your age or how many years you've been there. And at this point, Leslie Stahl is probably the most senior member, um, unless Scott Pelley has had a lot of surgery, which probably he has. And she but, did um, the interview with Trump. She did the interview with Trump and Pence and I think Laura O'Donnell. I know her last name is O'Donnell. She's newer to me on 60 Minutes. She did um, uh, Kamala and uh, Biden. The reason this got a lot of attention this time around, because this does happen every four years, um, but it got a lot of attention because Trump walked out Mm -hmm. and um when he walked out uh you know he he just said that she was all the usual stuff she's not being fair yeah. she's being she's asking difficult questions she's asking um she's being fake all, all the stuff
0: and she's a woman
1: Uh he didn't say that but Yeah okay. but that's yeah. you know <laughs> he doesn't like you it feel it <laughs> His biggest thing is that well he has many big things but one is uh that Biden doesn't get asked dif- difficult questions and it is actually a decent point but the way he you know brings it up all the time and the way it's just it gets lost in the whole on all the noise because it is interesting if you watch this interview um but then again Biden's not the president and Biden hasn't been uh the president during what's been going on the last 4 years yeah. so in a way like you know but Trump doesn't like so-called hard questions and it's a very odd thing because It's pretty standard, even for the client in journalism to still have some questions you don't like, but you answer them anyway. But Trump has a policy. If I don't like the question, they're bad questions, right? So that happened. And he walked out, I don't even remember, somewhere around the discussion of, um, I don't know, it, it it was piling on because she had asked, she didn't ask great questions. At one point, she said, you know, you're having these big rallies and of course he said they're the biggest we've ever seen and she goes fine <laughs> i've i've heard they're smaller but okay
0: <laughs> um
1: and he's and she says but people don't wear masks don't you think for someone who had coronavirus um that you would be encouraging them to actually put on masks this is a weird in my opinion a weird question anyway the man says listen i don't have anything against masks um i tell people to wear masks um uh we give out masks at rallies and she says but they're not wearing them and he says uh, th- 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 some of them are <laughs> you know and i don't understand why this is the biggest question for this guy because this guy deserves much many harder questions um and it, you know this is the kind of stuff that angers him we get nothing um it's it's odd you know
0: I mean it's not that that we had any expectations to get anything from him in such no. an interview. No. Except for him, you know, leaving the room early. <laughs> yeah. And that's what we got.
1: Yeah, yeah, we did. We did. Uh I mean you get like 15 minutes of Trump if you can handle that and then he uh <laughs> he walks out. Um he um What was the last thing it was? Oh, yeah. She remembers having interviewed him before. I guess maybe it was before he ran uh, the first time or as he was running for his first term. Hopefully his last term. And um, she uh, she asked him something about why do we call it the fake news? And he said then and she brought it up, which I thought was interesting. I call it the fake news. So I discredit you as much as possible. And so that when you say something uh, bad about me, nobody believes you anyway. And she said that. She said, you said, and these are your words. And he goes, no, I just call you fake because you're fake and uh, you're, you're bad. And da-da. But it's very interesting to use Trump's words. Against not him. Not against yeah. him, because that doesn't work. But yeah. yeah. Well, it's, so, it kind
0: of works. I mean, it depends on how uh, people are actually listening to this uh, content.
1: Yeah. And uh, Pence came in immediately after, by the way. Mm-hmm. Sat right in the chair. And her <laughs> first question to him was, what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Pence, uh, you know, who is a robot of some kind, says, uh, Oh, the president uh, has very strong opinions, and uh, he's uh, he's more focused on the campaign."
0: He's really the the biggest douchebag of all. I mean, it's, it's...
1: he is. He has a certain smoothness to him that is disturbing, and I'm not saying it's appealing. I'm saying he, mm-hmm. he can do a 15 minute interview and say nothing. But you're going, wait, did he say something like it's yeah. I found that I watched his interview it was short, actually, and I found it uncomfortably easy for him to say nothing. Um, I mean, it's more traditional, <laughs> but he scares me a little as a politician that people look to like, oh, well, he had this important job, so he must be good. You know, Republicans might rally around him and I wonder how far he can go. But anyway, that was the 60 minutes. Biden came on. Um... Pretty good, you know, for, for Biden and for a, an interview on 60 Minutes. And then Kamala came on, and that was also pretty interesting, actually. Uh, but nothing as dramatic as Trump's walk-off. So
0: what was so interesting about her interview?
1: Her interview, first of all, she <laughs> she laughed a lot. Maybe we do that on this show. But she laughed a lot at the questions. I mean, when a journalist says to you, you know, Tim, he's called you a monster, what do you say to that (laughs) and she yeah there you go see uh so she laughs a lot i guess because what else can you do um but i wish she wouldn't i I wish she wouldn't because i i think you don't realize when you're being recorded that if you keep laughing through answers it um it becomes distracting from your answers actually uh but what is significant to me and we maybe have touched on is you've heard this argument that Trump makes that Biden is a Trojan horse for radical socialists. You insert your your label, right? Mm-hmm. So the journalist says, Laura O'Donnell says, "Are you? <laughs> Are you a socialist? Are you? Uh, I don't know, a radical?" And she laughs again. Unfortunately, Kamala laughs. Um, and Kamala says, "No, you know, uh, what am I? I'm. i do I'm not in any of those labels that he throws on me. I refuse them." Uh, I am a son of a uh, sorry, a daughter of a uh, an Indian woman. I am a, a child of of immigrants. I am a a, a black woman, uh, it, and so she brought up all these life things about her, which is mm-hmm. fine. But what she's very careful and and it's it's painful. She never says I'm a progressive. She will. They asked her about health care, whether or not you know she would push. In her time if she had a chance would she tell biden we should have health care for all and she she says no i'm following joe's plan I'm, i believe in joe's plan what bugs me about camilla here and that's simply the wishes of believe it or not i'm a progressive i wish she would just say it look it's not joe's plan but if i could i would tell them they're so afraid of being seen as radical of being seen as progressive they don't want to be tied to aoc or bernie they're and and camilla You see her dancing to get away from it. Um, And it's disappointing because, I mean, the great Madge Weinstein says, healthcare for all is no longer a Democrat thing. A lot of people want this. Why be scared of it? But they want this kind of conservative voter that no longer wants to go for Trump, um, but needs to hear conservative stuff. And Joe Biden is a chameleon. I mean, I was watching a documentary about his life. There have been plenty of policies in his life where he was kind of progressive, then he wasn't. Um, you know, he he shifts with with wind within the Democratic umbrella, but still a Democratic Party umbrella.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I watched an interview uh, with Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, which we all call AOC, hmm. which I find the most brilliant politician for uh, you know at least in America. I mean, she's just fantastic uh, amazing uh, person it was also pushing her well not that hard but you know uh, i'm not sure i can't quite remember what the question actually was but basically it was all about like aren't the progressive disappointed by uh, you know having biden as a candidate because he doesn't really represent mm. the values of progressive liberal whatever socialist uh, people and uh, interesting question to ask her because, you know, everybody knows she's uh, as progressive as you can be. Um, and she made a good point. She said, well, you know, in the end, uh, the question is, who are you going to lobby with your ideas? Yeah. You know? yeah. Are you going against Trump? You know, then you know <laughs> what chances uh, you have. But once Biden is there and a new administration is formed... It's uh, totally open. And I think she's absolutely right. Uh, because, uh, as you mentioned, many people now want healthcare. And many people, I mean, things that have been totally out of the question in the American discussion about politics, like healthcare, it's not the only thing, but it's probably the most prominent thing. Five years, ten years ago, there was totally an. Un- unheard of you know that you can even bring this up but now it seems to be common sense and i, I think same could happen to discussions around gun rights and uh black life uh, matter protests and everything that um can be associated uh with it racism in in, in general i mean these things are now on the table somehow mm-hmm. question mm-hmm. is are you going to end in a constellation where you can actually discuss these things or they're just you know, impossible from the start. So I think that's a good point to make and it doesn't really matter uh, uh, much. And I think, or at least I hope, that those people who, you know, didn't vote for Hillary Clinton because they wanted Bernie and, you know, it's Mm -hmm. not their candidate and then she didn't get enough votes, that's not something that's very likely to be repeated this time. People understand that they're just getting either this Far <laughs> of the worst, you know?
1: <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I understand. That's interesting. I would like to see that interview, actually, with AOC. Um, so, yeah, that, that I mean, that's the, the 60 Minutes interview. That's one of the big questions, indeed, uh, you know, how do progressives feel about this candidate? But I think you just said it, and, and AOC said it, um, progressives are voting for Biden, but they're hoping that in the years to come, that the th- th- the door is open it's not a, it's not a trojan horse right it's it's the way possibly a, a, a government and a, a party even works you have yeah. different ideas within a political party some might be more dominant but it doesn't mean that they're not others
0: yeah, and here's here's a point where i actually have some hope i mean i'm mm. i'm really <laughs> not not in a, uh, in a in a position that i don't really know the american public or the no one does? American souls Closely, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but on the other hand, it's uh, in a way f- for the world, America has been an open book for a long time. You know? mm. You've America has been sharing so much of its culture through movies and, and all, the, all those exposures on, 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 on many levels that you also get a feeling of things that are happening and things that are somehow moving on because even in these depressing times. What what did you get? You know, many, many states have now uh, adopted a policy that allows for same-sex marriage. Happened, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, there is marijuana being sold uh, legally in, in many states and it's a new business and it's not going away. So all those things that are usually called progressive stuff, you know, it's mm-hmm. just happening, even right. in the worst of all times. Right. So... I have that feeling that once there is a new political constellation, and we're going to talk about the Senate in a few, um, that I think that things could accelerate pretty quickly then in another direction. I I find this totally possible, you know, that that it gets its own um, dynamic somehow. And uh, just because this belief In the US, that um, it's like the world's greatest country and, you know, (laughs) that they are up front. I think most of the people know that this is no longer true. Right. But they want it to be true. And not only by pretending, but actually achieving it. Hmm. Somehow getting out of this jacket. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And... You know, be the hardworking uh, sure. uh, society that actually yes. achieves this leap forward, and then we know the system is is uh, very capable of of making change rapidly. That's that's something we've always seen once this point has been reached.
1: Yeah, oh, very interesting. Yes, mm-hmm. that's a great point. I mean, and and it does give me hope. I'm I'm not completely hopeless about life after this election. Uh, if that didn't come through, I, I I really I do not think the sky falls no matter what happens this week, mm-hmm. uh, and I just refuse I refuse to think that. Now I did just denounce the U.S., but that's just because I want to be realistic. But I agree, and I, and I really uh, admire what you just said. You know, a, a lot of interesting and good things, um, good for people uh, all over the world, not just within the U.S., can still come out of the U.S. and and will. Um, but indeed, you know, when you have this leadership these representatives that are so in your face that are so and they have power i mean no it definitely gets annoying it gets counterproductive it's not a great thing that they would continue to win and dominate discussions and and be able to if we move now just briefly to the the supreme court for example be able to influence laws not just for the next four years but for you know decades to come i mean that That is a problem that comes out of things like elections Um, yeah so indeed uh, here we are just at the about to begin November and uh, an issue we've been covering here since we returned with our wonderful news of the world Uh, Amy Coney Barrett is what did they did they do the official well they definitely she came out of the um, uh, Judiciary Committee uh, you know recommended and did I miss the nomination? Well, anyway, it's happening.
0: I, I think she was nominated, yes.
1: Yeah, I didn't see any parties or, you know, no more garden parties <laughs> since the last one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: so she is now in, you know, the Senate uh, uh, has voted for it, which means the Republicans have totally ignored everything. Uh, I, uh, I've i seen an interesting point being made by somebody that this is somehow uh, Mitch McConnell's the uh, leader of the Senate, the Republican part of Hmm. the Senate, uh, that's his lifetime achievement. (laughs) That this is something that he always wanted, you know, a strong majority in the Supreme Court and that given that even if he might lose his seat or if the Republicans lose the, the majority or even if they win the majority, that he could now step, back and say like I'm done, you know? And also that this is a move by him by fighting this through that somehow also is uh giving the finger to Trump, which he doesn't really like, you know. I I I don't think he really likes Trump. It's just like his
1: He's a useful tool.
0: A useful tool for him. And somehow it's done now. Uh and they don't really need him anymore. He doesn't really want him to be too powerful.
1: Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I we mean, don't know. They get used to. <laughs> they get used to the 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 Trump way, uh, the power. So uh, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it is also interesting that it would be a, a sort of life's accomplishment because, in the end, three in f- in four years. Three Supreme Court justices that allegedly are going to follow your your party's policies um that that's an impact that goes well beyond getting a president elected or even a Senator, although mm-hmm. they do seem to last forever, but still um <laughs> they really stay in there a long time mm-hmm. um so that's true you know in a way, Mitch McConnell may have shaped uh the well let's say the united states but with impact on the world more than uh, trump himself but he does it quietly behind the scenes well semi-quietly mm-hmm. yeah. so yeah it's all happened i mean there was really nothing uh big that could stop him this time around and when there was something big like in the kavanaugh <laughs> nomination where the record was was crap he still won he still got their guy in so there it is
0: yeah that's amazing and,
1: Yeah, I laughed when you first said it, but it is an accomplishment for a Senate majority leader.
0: So let's have a look, uh, apart from the election being about the president, of course, Mm. and this is uh, definitely the most important uh, part of it. um, We also talked about chances of the Senate flipping to the Democrats. Yeah. Right right now they have like two or three seats majority,
1: Mm. right? The Republicans, uh, at least, at least two.
0: Yeah. Mm. Um, one is enough for them, find it <laughs> oh. right now. But you know, and you were doubtful that this could change.
1: It's true. Uh, it's true,
0: and we could still be. And uh, <laughs> uh, uh, no. but, however, five thirty-eight is uh, currently. Well, they're not projecting, but okay, they are. How do they call it? They are favoring the Democrats to win the Senate, so it's it's possible. That's that's basically what they're saying. It's not out of the question. Let's put it like uh, this.
1: I, I've been avoiding 538 until tonight. <laughs> I've been avoiding 538 um, most of the last four years uh, the way I was avoiding New York Times for a while um, because of the Trump election, right? Uh, but it is impressive to look at. It is interesting and and in a way there is something open about the fact that like you said they're not saying the senate is going to go democrat they're just showing um that there is a a legitimate chance that it could happen and how much of a legitimate chance they even try to project so these are projections uh based on polls and indeed we've seen a shift or even over the last two weeks since the beginning of october uh, sorry, that's f- more than two weeks. But still, October has been an interesting month because, yeah, even here on this program, we have been looking at polls that said, well, it's too close to call. Now, uh, there are more and more signs that it could go Democrat or at least that the idea of a Senate with uh, a Democratic majority, even if it's just by one, is more possible perhaps than it was a few weeks ago. hmm Yeah? Yeah, and no,
0: I'd like to ask you some Questions because looking at the u.s as a whole is always uh, complicated and there are like 50 states or at least uh, there should be uh, 52 but they're officially 50 and like europe it's a very diverse field and you can't really compare all these states uh, easily Um, so if we look at these numbers for uh, 538 as uh, giving they are listing all the seats that are possibly flipping a democrat or at least uh, one by a democrat i'm not sure uh can i see what what it was before i don't know uh, we could move from um, so well first of all there are two seats and i think it's the only yeah it's the only state where there are two seats actually up for election why is that because usually it's only one uh, is there somebody who's who died um, in Georgia?
1: So, <laughs> every day somebody dies in Georgia, especially yeah. these days. But <laughs> No,
0: I mean the senator. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, it's a special election, which uh, I'll tell you, I, I don't know why. Um, it's often because someone is appointed to something or someone retires. Um, I do not know why there's a special election. Um, we had the same thing a couple of years ago with Arizona, which we always have to talk about. Um, I, I don't, I don't remember why Georgia. Um, was it someone who took a job? I don't know. I'll work on it for for the next All right. few minutes. Uh, yeah. Okay,
0: but let's talk about the the state. Yeah, it's north of Florida. Mm. It's one of those southern uh, states that has uh, pro- probably a strong slave history. Um, is there anything you can sure tell me about this state? Because it's not one of those states you often hear about.
1: No. Uh, So, I mean, look, Georgia gave us (laughs) uh, Jimmy Carter, um, a Democrat, a liberal Democrat. Uh, Georgia gave us the, um, was it the first? I want to say the first African-American senator, but that may not be uh, correct. Maybe it was Omaha. Anyway, um, Georgia has Atlanta, which is significant. I mean, first of all, it's a large city. Uh, Atlanta is also an important economic engine, home to companies like, <laughs> like or not, Coca Cola. Oh, are you putting Amazon on that list? Oh, I don't no, know, Coca
0: Cola it was, sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: But I don't know, because now Amazon has the two hubs or whatever. So I, I don't even remember um, where they ended up being. It was supposed to be New York, and then, and then they got chased out of New York. <laughs> um, but anyway. Um, That is a large black population in Atlanta and uh, traditionally, you know, politically active, uh, you know, uh, electing officials also in social movements, civil rights movements. Georgia has always been important. Um, But you also get this tradition of Republican conservatives, uh, old money. Um, I mean, if you want to take it further, uh, there's, of course, you mentioned slavery, there's racism. I'm not saying uh, the state of Georgia is, is a racist state or anything like that. Um, but it's interesting because you can have these two extremes. You could have very progressive uh, Democrats from places like not just Atlanta, but there's also um, where the University of Georgia is, um, is also a progressive city. Um I'm forgetting the name, Athens, Georgia. Um, so, you know, in terms of pl- hubs where people are more progressive and activist, um, they exist. Uh, but it also is part of the reason why the state can be so back and forth, why from four to eight years, maybe not in a Senate seat, although this year we do have a chance um, with the Ossoff uh, Senate seat um, or the seat that Ossoff could win, um, the, the, it's a state that, that has both, let's say both extremes or it has both parties have a, a source, um, of, uh, of popularity and politics, uh, you know, d- divided along the, a certain line. So Georgia is interesting because it could indeed go Democrat. Uh, now he's projected also is by some polls ahead by two points ahead by one point. I mean, it's close Um, But it would seem that uh, he could pull it off. We also see that uh, candidates are visiting more and more uh, presidential uh, candidates even to try and help to try and, uh, you know, galvanize the vote there. So it's become an important battleground state. It's not the only one, but it is one of the big, I don't know, five um, possible Democrat. I guess it's an upset. So it could be a Democratic upset
0: um i said amazon i meant ups ups oh, also yeah. in uh, yeah. georgia yeah. um regarding john ossoff uh wasn't he also making uh, headlines uh as a candidate two years ago and he lost his plea for I... a seat pretty closely something like this or a special election i don't know
1: I'm not even going to front. I didn't know Ossoff before this year even. Yeah, I heard um, that
0: name before and he was in a race but, but lost closely. So he's uh, going for a second uh, chance, yeah. All right, so... Georgia might play a, a role also because it's just it's two seats uh, also.
1: Yeah, and, and Atlanta is a huge economic hub. I mean, we named a few companies, but also just if you've ever traveled, you know the airport is one of the biggest airports in the mm-hmm. United States. It's, it's a gateway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a gateway to uh, huge sections of the world um, for people going coming from somewhere else, and that includes goods as well. And, and hey, that's why UPS would want to be there.
0: Mm-hmm. So next up is. IA is Iowa, right? Ah,
1: yeah, yeah. Home of the Iowa Caucus and uh, <laughs> yes, and other and corn. Um, so in Iowa, I mean, again, Iowa is a state that even though you look at it and we joke, I joked about farming, um, but it's also a state that surprises you with its politics. Um, it's long benefited from this position as the first place where a caucus takes place. So as long as this presidential race has been um we have uh we, Iowa was first in the whole uh discussion of uh who's going to be the candidate for either party well in this case for the democrats so Iowa um, uh, can't be lumped in necessarily with all midwestern states um even can't be lumped in as always conservative because um there is a long tradition of being Picky, politically picky in Iowa. Um, Farming, of course, is significant, and there's always a battle every four years or two years uh, with congressional seats to try and curry favor with farmers. Um, Lately, Trump tries to say, of course, that he has really helped farmers with getting them, um, especially versus China, sort of them benefiting with either subsidies or, um, I think it's largely been subsidies lately, um, cause like Europe actually, but, uh, let's focus on Iowa, um, farmers get a lot of government subsidies and, uh, even in the, pro- uh, not progressive in the democratic world, uh, farmers are also always, you know, trying to be charmed and, and try, the Democrats are trying to show that they're benefiting farmers. Even in the world of green energy, there's been an attempt to say Iowa and corn could play a key uh, role in things like biofuels, um, which I know uh, there's plenty of people, rightfully so, that would say biofuels are not green energy, um, but it's been in the interest of farmers in in the Midwest, in places like Iowa, to say that it is. And if you can do that as a Democratic Party or as, you know, if there were any kind of big energy uh, pitch, then you could potentially get farmers to support the Democratic Party. Uh, so, the Democrat Party... So Iowa is, uh, interestingly, a a toss-up politically, but um, key uh, often, uh, historically. And indeed, they're sitting in a pretty much middle-of-the-road battle, Greenfield and Ernst. I don't know much about these individuals. Um, I know the Democrat Greenfield is slightly favored, but it's... I mean it's a deadlock. It's it's practically 50-50. Mm-hmm. Um but they're leaning uh 538 has them leaning I guess Democrat, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: And they also have uh Maine leading uh yeah. Democrat and that's interesting because uh it's uh, the Senator Susan Collins yeah. who has been making lots of bad news in the last years because they, she uh, Has always been considered to be like the one who could possibly flip a decision by the Senate, but never actually did anything. So she was constantly voting with what uh, Mitch McConnell was uh, promoting. And in the end, she wasn't really any uh, help. And now it looks as if her seat is in danger. She might be punished for this behavior. (laughs) Yes. What is Maine? I mean, it's East Coast. You know, yep. and East Coast in general, in my view, is, you know, more, I don't know, Democrat leaning. Sure. But
1: yes, that's but correct.
0: Why is there a Republican senator then?
1: Well, so there are plenty of exceptions, but the the, the larger thing is that, yes, the the East Coast is um, is more Democrat in, in many things. But you can't forget that um, the East Coast also has a tremendous amount of wealth. And so there are places, uh, you can see this if you look at a congressional map uh in the House. Um, there are places where wealthier individuals live. Mm-hmm. Um, and there you will find plenty of powerful Democrats. My dear New Jersey has plenty of powerful um Republican, sorry, Republican uh Congresspeople, even though they always have um or almost always have democrat uh senators. Maine is a place uh again politically less predictable say than a Massachusetts that's in the in the neighborhood but more progressive. Um but never underestimate the power of a east coast republican to to hold a seat the way Susan Collins has. Um there's always this battle also uh with environmentalism versus people who just want to have Uh, low taxes and have to be able to have a big getaway, or I was going to say getaway house, but it could also just be your main residence. There are lots of very wealthy uh, places in in, in places like Maine, um, where people are going to vote for the Republican. Um, Indeed, Collins is considered a sort of an important figure in the Republican Party. um, And Sarah Gideon is challenging and now legitimately challenging, at least if you follow polls, even if you don't like polls, there are it's just interesting to see how many polls continue to put Gideon ahead by either anything between one and twelve points. Uh Queen of Piaq, who used to be known for polls, uh have her ahead by twelve. So this could be a major shift because Maine has been um a Republican place, um, you know. It's also something, Tim, about living in a forest <laughs> and uh, and being a little bit isolated from from the rest of the world. No, there are no
0: I, big cities in 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 Maine, really, huh? Are there? Uh, I'm going to the- say
1: no. I mean, there's certainly someone out there from Maine that's going. What is this guy talking about? Look, I've only stopped in Maine on uh, air- to refuel airplanes back in the uh in the 90s and 80s when I was a kid. We often had to stop coming from Portugal in uh, in Bangor, Maine. And uh that's yeah. Uh but so m- you can't always predict that just because it's on the coast that it's going to be a progressive place. Part of what uh, a Democrat place, part of what makes Uh, Places along the coast often vote Democrat can also be a large immigrant population. Maine has had its influxes of immigration, but it hasn't been at the level of, I don't know, take your pick, New York, New Jersey, Massachusetts. Um, you know, even, even Connecticut, which is on the East Coast, can surprise you with Republican powerhouses like the, uh, the wife of the, the wrestling uh, owner of wrestling. Um, because, again, there's money, there's companies that would like this, that employ a lot of people and would like to keep taxes low and may even you know, outright say we're pro this candidate or that candidate and our employees should be too. It always depends on who's making your promises and how good those promises sound. Well, but, yeah, so this is
0: sounding a bit promising. (laughs) Could be. Yeah, could be. Because that would be like uh, winning the presidency for the Democrats, that that would be already very relieving. But uh, if they get the Senate too, well, I doubt that even the Supreme Court uh, alone could, you know, turn things (laughs) around.
1: We'll see. Yeah. I mean, there are interesting things. Uh, last show, we talked about Arizona briefly, and that's still happening. That's still a thing that, that it's, it's the Senate in Arizona. looks like it's going to go Democrat. That's pretty significant. Uh, you know, I know Trump is afraid of that. Um, so there's some, yeah, there's some interesting races. I've been hoping that Lindsey Graham would lose. It doesn't look like it's going to happen, but it's still considered possible. And yet, uh, which know, uh, state is That's the is South that? Carolina.
0: South Carolina. Oh yeah. All right. So, yeah, that doesn't look good.
1: No, and and I think he's in line. Wait. So he's the head of the. Is he the head of the Judiciary Committee? We just saw him often. But well, anyway, you know, if we could get him out, that would be a wonderful thing. But you could you could see a scenario where Joe Biden wins the presidency and the Senate stays Republican. We could have the opposite scenario. Trump wins a presidency, uh, the Senate stays Republican. I mean, the Senate could go Democrat. That's really some funny little things that could happen. And it makes sense in some odd way in a world where politics and opinions and information are so marginal. And um, yeah, divided, right? Everybody's in their own little bubbles and the other is wrong. And uh, people are so passionate about it that to me, it it doesn't shock me. Um, it, it seems to match what we know is going on with our information, with our public life. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I took hope and then I kind of <laughs> threw it on the ground. I <laughs> didn't mean to do that. No, I think it's interesting too, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's not just bad. Uh, So, yeah, I don't, you know, this whole thing, these polls, I don't, I don't know. I don't, you know, does everyone well, I mean, say everything to the polls? We don't know.
0: I, it was just a good excuse to uh, oh, put some yeah. light on these uh, states and, and the role they're playing in this whole thing. So, let's look at something else now. Um, let's just suppose everything is over.
1: Ah, uh, yes. This is a but... Big topic.
0: Of course we know once things are over, they're not no longer over. It's just going on. And I I've been thinking about possible aftermaths. Right. Uh so what if so let's say let's go with what is you know suggested by all these polls. Biden wins. Mm-hmm. They Mm, well, let's just focus on the, on the, on the presidential election because it's the most heated the most emotional okay. part of it mm-hmm. um, so and Biden doesn't get all those states that are projected so it's going to be very very close let's say it's right. just like one state that finally decided, hm. decides what's going on like in the Bush uh, ah, yes. election
1: Florida
0: mm. Florida or um, well whatever yeah whatever is the deciding factor here. And so what could happen then? What will the Republicans do? Uh, Or what they might have prepared already to do in this case?
1: So what they've set up seemingly, uh, both based on history and also based on recent uh, words of the president, whatever they're worth, what they could do is in specific states um, challenge the count. Right, and we did see that in in Florida, they could try, for example, to stop the count. Uh, they could try to redo the count. Uh, again, it depends on what state, um, and what you know, under what excuse. But we've seen historically an attempt to uh, manage, especially votes that haven't been counted yet, that may be coming from, for example, military uh, or. This year, especially, is a big overseas ballot kind of year. Mm -hmm. Um, Even within the state, there are states where you, for a mail-in ballot to be accepted, it has to be postmarked up until and including election day. Now, that means it may not arrive, uh, you know, a day or maybe even two days uh, if things are really jammed. So there could be an attempt to stop this from being counted. And we've seen some rulings already out of Wisconsin saying, for example, this is the first state to really say this, you can't, um, at least they tried to say this, um, no counting of ballots the day after the election. Not every state is going to say that. Uh, And I don't even know if that decision for Wisconsin is going to hold, but that's what was said earlier this week. So there are going to be attempts to either stop the process. I don't know if they can uh, attempt a recount. I know that was said in 2000, I remember. Um, so the attack will be focused on the actual ballots. Um, are they, can they be thrown out for any reason? I don't know where we are anymore with the technology, but 20 years ago, that was the time of hanging chads, which meant someone, they had (laughs) sheets where you had to poke the paper and they didn't poke the paper completely through. So it was half kind of torn out, but half not. And they were trying to get these votes thrown out. Um, because it, among other things, it didn't favor the Republican, uh, uh, candidate. Now, what helps there is, is the, uh, state, uh, state government, is it run by a Republican or not? That has, uh, an influence, um, who, you know, who's the secretary of state? Uh, so all these little factors could play a role in how much can the Republican party do if they don't like the outcome. And I guess how much the democratic party can do if they don't like the outcome, um, both parties could, uh, but I feel as though the Republicans are more known for doing this, and especially because Trump has been foreshadowing this so much by saying that the uh, mail-in isn't reliable, so he's setting it up already. Mm-hmm. So we'll see a bunch of court cases maybe in multiple states or it could just be in one state if that becomes the focus because you just said imagine a scenario where it's one state that makes a difference. They're going to dedicate all their resources legally to finding a way to shake up the count um, to either throw out, probably to throw out uh, votes if it favors them. And Florida is their state uh, Republican-wise. So it could be a repeat.
0: And would the Democrats just accept this? <sighs> like they did I last mean, you time. Could,
1: yeah, like they did last time. Um, I think they would. But a democratic operative could say, no way, we're going to fight. Okay. So I-, I think they would accept it. I think that there's... I don't know what it is. I don't know the reason, <laughs> but I think they would accept it. It really depends on how heinous the the violation is. You know, where people documented throwing votes you know in a in a garbage can um you know how what seems to matter especially in the media and what you know the population demands is what can you see and i remember 2000 and it was hard to really feel what Violation had taken place. We saw people holding up pieces of paper and trying to figure out what a chad was It was some of the most boring journalism ever Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know just people holding up papers and If it's that again, I have my doubts that the Democrats would have enough. I don't know what it is
0: energy resources, (sighs) so I mean the Republicans have been ramping up the scenery Uh, yes. For all possible outcomes, you know, and everybody knows they're just going to go after everything they can get their teeth stuck into. Yes. Democrats, not so much. And I mean, yeah, I, yes. yeah. And I think there are lots of things, and some in particular, and you probably already know what I'm trying to focus uh-huh. on now. Uh huh. Is the machinery that is used for voting. <laughs> Not every state is doing it. I have no real numbers, but there are lots of states using voting computers.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah.
0: You know, and we've learned something about computer security in the last years, I guess. Uh, Especially, you know, when it comes to Russian groups invading computers to encrypt the content and, you know, (laughs) give me Bitcoin.
1: Sure.
0: If they can do this with, any operational computer that's run by a professional computer department, they can for sure do this with old-style computers that are, you know, got from the barn where they have been standing for the last two years and doing nothing and nobody was actually watching them. Um, I have my doubts. I I really am really annoyed by the thought that that, you know, something a vote might be decided by the outcome that's actually presented to you by old computers
1: Mm -hmm. oh and machines not even computers things with uh, yeah yeah.
0: well there are all computers you know i wouldn't call them machines
1: oh i'm thinking of levers back in the day are these still in operation I've been out of the country for almost twenty years, I, so I, I don't
0: think I don't so. I, I, I I'll think ask this: this uh, uh, chats, this uh, I don't know. That how was long the year
1: did. they all went out. Yes, I mean, but then <laughs> oh. they replaced
0: them with like the new stuff, the hotness, you know, computers. Yeah, and maybe. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was like, oh my god. That's actually something that social media could help us at least take stock of. And I've never seen if everybody would just say what kind of device or thing did you vote on. Uh, today I would like to see
0: yeah but nobody is talking about this and nobody is preparing for this
1: no no they're preparing for civil war and legal arguments but they're not preparing for yeah but but what are you voting
0: surely be you know they should really be afraid of this attack uh, level because you know I mean it's I keep repeating myself but it's it's a basic thing first of all you can't verify what is going on inside of these computers it's all software and you can't watch a computer doing its decisions. That's the first point. So from my point of view, these things shouldn't even be there. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not solving any problems, but they're opening a huge barn, full stack of new problems that you haven't even thought about. Right. That's that's the first general problem. So even if they these are like the most um, well-designed... Uh, machinery with open source system that have been verified by all kinds of people and groups and you know everything is documented even then you can't watch Mm -hmm. them do stuff and you don't really know what's installed on them once they are running but these machines are usually very dumb cheap PCs with no security functionality at all and these are machines that are not in use on a daily basis. <laughs> these machines are right. actually stored in a barn and then ro- rolled out two uh, days before. Nobody knows what's on these machines. If I were the Republicans, if I want to steal an election, I wouldn't even do any ads on TV. It's just yeah. too expensive, you know, for the for the money you spend on a few ads, you can buy people. Yeah. And you don't yep. really need so many.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I that one is. Yeah, I would agree that there has not been much investigation about this in the last, especially in the last year, or even in the last four years. Uh, at least I haven't seen it. Maybe now that we mention it, it'll come out. Someone that's working on this very topic and has been for some time. I'd be curious to hear. You're right. Yeah, and,
0: and these machines have been constantly being hacked on every hackercon, mm-hmm. you know, every yeah. year, <laughs> and it usually takes them like twenty seconds, and and they're done so this is uh, proven ground and (laughs) yeah Yeah. so the problem that's a problem that's another problem you know that's something that i find particularly problematic is uh, and, and that refers back to what what i said positively about American society. They, they generally think that everything is possible and, you know, once we, you know, get together mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. then they, they do crazy stuff and then SpaceX uh, happens and Tesla and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the other hand, it also keeps them looking away from severe problems somehow because they are still deluded by the th- thought that they, they can solve everything. And they also think that they can solve this crisis which i would call a crisis this voting crisis sure. by having a chosen computer machinery to you know uh collect votes yeah so in general i don't really see that many people who actually acknowledge that this is a problem but no. that's just me
1: No, it's it's because it's too complicated. The country is, you know, I bet we're probably gonna ask around and we'll get an answer this week. I bet there are still these lever machines or some chads that I recall from my childhood. I bet they're still out there, um, including on the East Coast. Uh, I know money was invested. uh, So that'll also bring up some of the very computers you're talking about. Um, but I bet there's also some old-fashioned crap out there too. It's all such a hodgepodge because the country is so big and so little money is spent on the infrastructure of <laughs> democracy in the country. It's um, it's it I is shocking. I'm,
0: I'm sure they they spend tons of uh, money on on these computers, but you don't need them. All you need to do is you need you need to spend money on paper and pens. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, look, we. I, you know, separate from what you just brought up, which is huge, I think we now live in an era where the paper and pen thing is also going to be abused or can be abused, and it's odd how, I know you can witness that, right? Unlike what you said about what happens inside of a computer or during the transferring of data. Um, I think that even in a time where you can witness somebody interfering with pen and paper, I think we have now arrived at a place where uh, that can be somehow pushed out of the, <laughs> the public sphere, uh, discredited. I've been watching some stories out of California that I still don't understand about fake boxes that were set up for people to put in their mail-in oh. ballots. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and that story didn't even get very big outside of California. I, I don't understand why that doesn't stop everything or, I don't know, cause something big. I
0: don't understand this too, and it's a, a, a media problem, but it gets noticed. Mm-hmm. You know, True, it, at least it gets noticed and, yeah. and it's impossible to do uh, large scale voter fraud based on paper ballots because you need mm-hmm. many, many, many people to cooperate. Fair and enough. you have so many ways of actually ensuring the correct vote. You just have to send trusted people actually, you know, just writing down the tally and posting it and, 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 and comparing it and, and, and you're done. That's how you can secure a, a paper ballot based w- voting system. But once you have computers, not only can't you do this you know you you can't write down what the computer is counting because you can't right, see right.
1: it oh, yeah, yeah. But
0: it's also you only need one person who knows the system and has access to it and spend money on this person and you're done you know, and you can can change the results in a way that you know doesn't really make them that you know it doesn't mm-hmm. stick out we've been talking about the senate race we've been talking about results that like there's like 0.3 percent more projected for one candidate if you just flip this in a computer nobody would take notice
1: right right right. that's yeah. a
0: problem okay yeah, yeah. enough oh, yeah. computer talk <laughs> we'll see let's so. get on a positive note and say biden wins uh huh. Maybe even the Senate.
1: Even flips. if it's fifty fifty, that'll be that'll be great. All yeah. right. Because you get the tie tying vote, tiebreaker vote from uh, Kamala.
0: Right. The vice president is mm-hmm. uh, okay. Fifty fifty, and oh, okay, I, I forgot about this. Uh, that's true. Um. So then, what happens? How are we going? Uh, these uh up, uplit landscapes.
1: Oh. Yeah, I you know take your pick. I mean, uh, what kind of a Biden administration do you get? What kind of policies do you get? You know, What are the priorities? I, you, if you think about the environment, for example, we know there's this idea of returning to a lot of the international agreements, including the Paris Climate Accord. Uh, so we might see that in the first few years, but there are challenges that are already out there, for example, to Obamacare uh, and the Supreme Court that I think no matter who wins this election are still uh, to come. Uh, we'll see what the Supremes say. Um, so, yeah, I, I, you know, that's the next big question that nobody wants to think about because the first battle is so big, um, but it's coming, which is what is the, you know, the Biden administration? Um, they've got a Senate they could work with that we just said would exist. So now that means you can have the the laws uh, on your side, potentially the policies. I mean, it's a huge opportunity that not, you know so many presidents get um but i don't know i don't know you know there's a lot of talk of including republicans in the biden administration now there is a tradition uh from both parties before trump um there would always be one kind of carryover on the administration from the other party biden is talking about doing that and possibly more he's got these republicans like Kasich, who once ran against trump He's got Romney, who's a sort of definitely been anti-Trump at different times in his career uh, the last few years. I mean he's a
0: weird character, but at least he has a spine.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and, and it's also part of uh, it's it's either trying to show, because I think that is going to be interesting, this idea of <laughs> trying to put, bring hands together, or to put it better, to bring people together regardless of party. I mean, I think Biden will try that. Um, I don't know if the population of the country cares uh, or even would tolerate it. But uh, yeah, we're going to see some Republicans um, being involved. Uh, at least, you know, the hands are going to be held out if if they take them. So we're going to see, yeah, a very interesting Biden administration, something that will happen in if they get the Senate. If the Democrats get the Senate, then we're going to see some of these committees with some new Uh, or old new faces, for example, the Budget Committee, which has say over the budget of the federal government, that could be head by Bernie Sanders, uh, if the Democrats get the Senate. Yes, uh, that's interesting. I mean, he's part of a committee, but still to be head of a committee is a significant role, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, There's talk now of Elizabeth Warren, and there's an argument really, uh, possibly getting Treasury. Of course, the criticism is immediately that this is too radical. She's too, not my words, extreme. Um, I still think it's just fascinating that it could happen.
0: (laughs) She she would be more like a conservative social democrat in Germany. (laughs)
1: <laughs> we might ask Angela Merkel if she wants to be in the administration. Oh, so radical. She's a greenie for Americans. Um, <laughs> she's such a hippie. Uh, a hippie lady from Germany coming yeah. over because she's retiring. Um, so, yeah, it's one of the questions, you know, what does the administration pursue first? And also who? Who's going to be on the team? Um, and, and, and yeah, I even wonder how do they address, you know, what's happened the last few, few years, this tradition and Trump has taken it way far, but Obama did too of executive orders. You can't go through Senate. You don't feel like it. You don't have time. Even if you do have a democratic Senate, uh, there's so many executive orders to be undone. Uh, that's going to be a lot of work. Uh, so it'll be a painful time to be an intern at the white house when Biden wins, It's just so much work. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah.
0: What if Biden wins, Trump stays president until end of January?
1: Uh, Yeah, half January. Yeah, yeah.
0: Half January. Mm -hmm. So he's got around two months to save his ass.
1: Ah, I thought you were going to say to tear up the White House and take out all the J and the Bs out of the keyboards. Um, yeah, no. well, he's
0: definitely going for the uh, the silver, but...
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> he likes gold.
0: Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> ah, silver, second class. Yeah, but he's going to rip out all the gold from the White House before he leaves. But what potential? I mean, he has this uh-huh. pardon power.
1: Oh, Oh, okay, right. So, I mean, I think you already pardoned a couple of his former <laughs> yeah, staff. Yeah,
0: some, some cronies, uh, but they're probably like, I don't know who, who's going to be in trouble.
1: Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Um, so, But uh, you're thinking just, what does he do before he does leave?
0: Yes. I mean, uh-huh. he's probably going to try to pardon Complain? himself somehow <laughs> or protect his children from, I don't know.
1: I Listen. I would be impressed, and I can still be impressed by the United States, but all I ever see when a president who has done some heinous stuff leaves office um, is they never get prosecuted. And I bet Trump isn't any different. I bet in a couple of years, he's seen as oddly quirky. I've I've said this on Twitter, and it seems impossible now, but I've seen this tradition in the United States. If he goes out, people will be so happy for him to be out. And then in a few years, they'll kind of tolerate him as an ex-president. What does he do in the meantime? That's your question. Um, I don't think there's much more for him to do. He's going to make a lot of noise, though, of course. And he's going to set up his next career, either as the ultimate opposition figure who I guess could run again one day, uh, or he's going to do his other favorite thing, which is get back into TV. Or if it's not TV, it's got to be some kind of Twitter (laughs) and social media that he likes. But he wants to stay in the public eye. And based on the popularity, I think he can. You know, with those kind of numbers of supporters, you could definitely have a channel with plenty of subscribers.
0: I I, I don't think his Twitter account will last long after he's no longer president. Mm. He's losing every reason to to have his uh, uh, account run. Trump TV? I mean, Twitter will close his uh, must right? close his uh, okay. account but because wh- he's just a racist liar. I mean, but he's got yeah. his people. Yeah, I mean, no. But him. he has violated every rule on Twitter, and the, the only reason sure. he's still alive is, uh, or is this account is still alive, is <laughs> that that he is. Uh, what? How did Twitter Inc. put it? Something like an essential of worker. historical uh, relevance or whatever. Not historical, because he, just because he is somebody in power, he needs to stay online. But yeah. once he loses that job. I'm pretty sure he's going to lose this Twitter account. This Twitter account must go. <laughs> 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 yeah, this this Twitter account must go.
1: <laughs> that's fine, but I, I don't think that he goes away in the public eye, which is unfortunate because he hate must seeing... be
0: prosecuted for all this shit. I mean, he've done. I mean, they
1: don't. They don't do it. Wasn't
0: there this uh, Washington Post article on, on uh, all the money he, yep. he got yep. from? It's
1: amazing. It's an amazing article. It's some of the best investigative journalism I've seen using the simple practice that I would teach if I were teaching journalism right now. Yeah. Get the documents, show the documents, do the math. And the amount of money that the US government, because of the White House, spends on Trump properties, on Trump things, it's crazy. They always have the events and they overcharge, you know, interns and, and low-level staff staying in the, the luxury suites that cost 3000 a night. I mean, it's... It's heinous, heinous stuff. They're not going to prosecute him. I'm saying it now. They're not going to prosecute him. Oh. They never have. You know, George Bush destroyed a country, killed people with bombs coming out of the air and from the ground. He paints portraits and people think he's kind of sweet. Well, compared to Trump, he is. Sure. <sighs> I don't know. America impressed me. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, America no, I know me. <laughs> <laughs> the america i know never goes after their former asshole
0: <laughs> mm, okay
1: no yeah i don't know i don't know it could be yeah i mean look we're in we're also i'll go back on what i said we're in an era of wow i've never seen that before so this could be something we've never seen before could be yeah i mean and he has really burned bridges in a way no one else ever has so who's gonna even help him i don't know i don't know but if he decides to have his own little television channel with his people, he's going to stay relevant. He's going to be like a sort of Alex Jones until you know, and then they might try to ban him. But he was this this Alex Jones was president. I don't know. Yeah, conspiracy channel hosted by Donald Trump.
0: Mm. Yep. yep. Okay. I mean, I, I would pay that price.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I understand. Mm. I, I agree. <laughs> it's it's the best case scenario or at least it's you know better than him remaining president yeah
0: all right so how are you going to or watch this are you going to uh, take a sleep pill and then wake up two days later and see uh, what happened or are you going through the the thrill and the chill of of, of following this boring election night and I... having numbers fired around you left and right
1: I have a pretty strict girlfriend when it comes to sleeping time. So no matter who is running for president, where uh, I'll be heading to bed. Um,
0: so you, you, you're you just going to wake up and see I'll what wake happened. Up early.
1: I will wake up early um, mm-hmm. because, because it'll, you just, you know, I'll be, I can sleep, but then all of a sudden I wake up thinking about, oh, it's today. Um, so I'll, I'll be watching, but um, I don't know. Sometimes I prefer not to look you know, until it's all counted. But I'll be looking in the morning for sure. I don't even know where I'll be looking. Maybe I'll go old school and just watch the BBC. <laughs> um, because if you watch the Washington Post, it's going to be a constant this, this, now this. We know this, that, this, that. Uh, maybe podcasts because they can't come out as fast. <laughs> you know, the ones that come out midday on election day or uh, on on the day before the elections. Uh, the day of the elections, yeah. But uh I'm not I'm not staying up late you know let li- li- right. my life goes on
0: Okay uh, so your life yeah. goes on so we should probably do a news show oh. on, on that day and 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 Ooh. either to uh okay. calm us down okay. <laughs> and and pretend it's not going to be as bad as it looks Deal. or uh mm-hmm. celebrate
1: Yeah listen we whatever happens news of the world will be there
0: <laughs> <laughs> So nothing <laughs> can really happen
1: There's this great scene where um in, uh, what is it, Deep Impact, one of these terrible meteor hits the earth films Mm -hmm. and Morgan Freeman is president and I don't remember anything about that film except he goes, life will go on. (laughs) We will persevere. (laughs) I think it's time to go back to Deep Impact and remember the words of Morgan Freeman, president Morgan Freeman.
0: All right. Yep, (laughs) there
1: you go. Life will go on. Yeah.
0: So... Thanks, Mark.
1: I oh, think you're this welcome. was a
0: very good discussion and uh, hopefully everything will be uh, good.
1: Yeah, and, and I'm sure people, you you must have your own viewpoints on these things and by all means, you know, do what you always do. Leave them in the comments or put them somewhere where we can see. We, we do appreciate it and enjoy it. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Yes, thanks for listening. Goodbye. See you on election day. <laughs>